Do you spend hours working on a mix, get it to a place where you're proud of, head to your car for the final confirmation that this is the mix that will change the course of your career, and cement your name amongst one of the greatest upcoming mixers everyone should be watching out for? Press play and a rush of emotions overcome you, but not the ones you were hoping. Nope. You are filled with an utter wave of disappointment. What was supposed to be a career-defining mix is a mix that is embarrassingly awful. Well, you're not alone. Each time I loaded up a new session to mix, I'd have to face the eventual catastrophe of failing the dreaded car test that would destroy my confidence. Leaving me feeling crushed and defeated like Batman in The Dark Knight Rises. But I didn't give up and I studied my favorite mixers even closer. And I picked up on something that the pros were doing that changed my mixes overnight. Understanding this was the secret behind every pro mix I admired. And in this video, I'm gonna show you what that secret is. So like Batman rising out of the pit, your mixes no longer fail the dreaded car test. But before I tell you what it is, I need to talk about some terrible habits that were stunting my own progress. Just like some people have hobbies of woodworking, bird watching, or tree slapping. I mean, this problem started when we were kids. A new movie or cartoon will come out and there will be a slate of toys alongside the release we'd want. And what would happen after a few days or weeks after getting those shiny new toys we desired so much? We'd move on to lusting over the next slate of toys released with the newest hot movie or cartoon. As audio engineers and musicians, we struggle with the same terrible habit to this day. Instead of movies and cartoons, it's mixers, producers, musicians, and whatever they are using. Thinking it's the next thing that's holding us back from reaching our ultra instinct level like Goku. Having the same gear as my idols wasn't going to magically make me sound like my idols, which is why I had to realize I had a terrible case of gas. What did he say? Anytime I see my idols like Tom Lord Algae and Manny Mariquin using any plugins I could get my hands on, I'd buy it without hesitation. Then over time, my terrible gas led me to another issue I had developed. I started over-relying on something that comes with every plugin on the planet. It wasn't over-reliance on what I thought was gonna be the magic key to taking my mixes to the next level, but was ultimately my undoing. Because my ears didn't understand what was happening. It was like slapping a band-aid on a wound, not knowing how I got hurt in the first place to avoid repeating this injury in the future. Buying all the same gear and copying all the same presets wasn't going to magically make me a better mixer. The core problem of not understanding what was going on was always going to hold me back. I had to stop relying on presets as a way to cheat my way into a great mix. So I took some GasX to cure my gas, went cold turkey with my over-reliance on presets and signal chains I'd copied from videos I'd seen, and uncovered the why behind the gear and settings mixers were using, which was a complete game changer and made me feel like Jack-Jack, who had the power inside him all along. <laughs> Discovering this superpower unlocked the ability to make an amazing mix after mix that translated to every system. The secret is the mids. That's it. That's the end of the video. All right, so it's more nuanced than that. Otherwise, most mixers would have great mixes and wouldn't dread the car test. The mids incorporate the fundamentals of each instrument, which is what our ears latch onto. And the mids are the spectral sweet spot for translation to every playback system. But the mid range of a mix is more crowded than the 101 during rush hour. And every instrument is trying to get its own beautiful view of the Hollywood Hills. But every pro mix has this part nailed down. And Albert Einstein once said, Ah yes, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different shit to happen. Don't be stupid. There's my stash. And I was driving myself insane trying to get different results in my mixes 
by continually doing the same thing. That wasn't working. And my frustration in my mixes came from trying to commit mixed plagiarism. I don't know if that's a thing, but now it's trademarked by Plugin Alley Industries. But the Eureka moment hit me harder than the punch McLovin got in Superbad. <laughs> While I was watching a Chris Lord Algae studio breakdown, it suddenly all clicked. Once I noticed it, I couldn't unnotice it. I went through every studio breakdown of every pro mixer I could find, and they were all doing the same thing in their own way that worked for their taste. And my mixes were forever changed by this discovery. So let's use CLA setup as an example to understanding the secret pros use for the perfect mid-range in their mixes. CLA runs the multi-tracks from Pro Tools to his SSL console. From there, the tracks get summed down on the console, and the mix gets sent to one of his preferred mix bus compressors, which then feeds into his Pultec 2BQ. Then he uses a combination of analog outboard gear and some plugins here and there. The mix gets sent to another Pro Tools rig for final printing, and that's it. And about now, I bet you're saying to yourself, Okay, cool. Nice rig, bro. But how the hell is that supposed to help me? What's the secret? And just like if you blink too fast, you might miss the shooting star in the sky, I missed the secret for a long, long time. Let's pretend this potato is the multi-tracks. Like this, it's meh. But if we chop it up into pieces and warm it up, it's still meh. The heat that warmed up the potato is the harmonic distortion introduced to the signal by CLA's SSL console. Now let's add some of Shrek's favorite food ingredient, onions. Onions would be the analog compressors used at the mix bus stage that introduces some more harmonic distortion. Then we cut up some bell peppers, which is in this case the Poltec, introducing another flavor of harmonic distortion. And once CLA starts adding in different types of harmonic distortion with his outboard analog gear, you get the tomatoes that were glazed with the vinaigrette, some salt and pepper, and maybe a sprinkle of cayenne pepper for a kick. And now you've got a delicious hash. Each ingredient by itself is meh, but by bringing them together, you turn them into a balanced dish that would taste delicious on any plate or playback system for the sake of this metaphor. The harmonics and compression combinations from all of CLA's gear used on each track is adding separation, punch, warmth, glue, depth, readiness, toastiness. Like a delicious steak with a wine or Santa's favorite chocolate chip cookies and milk, The secret to a perfect mid-range that pro mixers use isn't EQing the life out of the tracks. It's harnessing the power of distortion and saturation pairing that will harmonically enhance the fundamentals of each instrument, which helps everything live in its own parking space within the mix more musically. Next time you mix, before you reach for an EQ to get that pesky mid-range in check, experiment with distortion and saturation plugins like Soundtoys Decapitator or Fatfilter Saturn. But understanding the mid-range is pointless unless you're making mixes that people play on repeat and have the artists you work with coming back time and time again. Which is why you'll want to watch this video for some sneaky tricks pros use to hook listeners.